This is the Atomic Shoreman Sweat Lodge. Her milkers bring the boys to the yard. I'm gonna go out and get plastered tonight so that I can make a bunch of good decisions. She has dank memes and weed. And I can grab the link if you guys want it. But she can aid your spiritual realm needs. How many coincidences before it's mathematically impossible? She's Brandy. And you're listening to shit and you're letting your kids listen to it. Worship Travis Scott. Worship Travis Scott. Travis Scott is amazing. Travis Scott loves you. Everything is Travis Scott. Travis Scott world. Astro world. This is the place to be. Blah, 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 blah. He's the resident sound hound. Have you ever seen a prolapsed anus before? <laughs> the audio wizard in the acoustic blizzard. Damn. Fixed in post-editing, bitches. You can find him in luchador tights. I'm young and reckless. Hell yeah. The man of a thousand sound bites. Do not clip that. That's terrible. Give it up for Van Rollington. They're committing blood rituals for Trump. <laughs> for the white race. Ugh. <laughs> The graphics guru of digital visuals. Okay, so we're gonna move on to the meat and potatoes of the show. He puts the ass in aesthetics. If someone accused me of being a rabbi more times than I can count. The tribal chief himself. I just went in, shook the boss's hand, and he gave me the job. Klaus Newhouse. It started off like very interesting and then it started getting really degenerate towards the end, you know. Special guests. This Jersey devil is not from the shore. People become different people when they get, like, inebriated. He knows programming tricks. There's uh, certain something that exists that has no ability to create, and they need to exist by sucking everything from somewhere else. And can sculpt large dicks. There's some crazy ritual stuff that happened in 2018. He can also make some sick licks. At least some of the stupid shit I've done when I'm drunk. He's DJ Cough and Sneeze. It's like, when you're drunk, you're just like, you do the most stupid things. And they called spirits for a reason. Open yourself up to, to spirit. You, like, your magnetic field gets weak, and the whole thing that keeps your whole consciousness in, and everything could come in just as you could go out. We hope you had a very merry white Christmas. Cause white boy summer is coming. This is the Atomic Shoreman Sweat Lodge. Does everybody get what they wanted for Christmas? Oh, what the yeah, I got a big titty goth. It was a white Christmas, and it was great. <laughs> are you okay, Brandy, or are you talking to someone else right now? I'm talking to someone else. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just trying to be quiet. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm it's not okay. Right. God, leave me alone. So, how is everybody? Good, good. I don't know if I have the Omicron or not, but I don't have a fever, and it feels like allergies, but I don't feel like I'm sick, so we'll see. Uh oh. Yeah, there's like there's no cold. fever. There's no fever. It's just like an occasional cough, like a sore throat when I wake up in the morning, but that's it, you know. So on with the news. So uh, I wanted to talk about this on last show because I thought Brandy might have knew something about it with their Hollywood connections, but apparently uh, they fell flat. So uh, this is about the whole goat throat thing with Nancy Reagan. So uh, it all started when Abby Shapiro tweeted out an image of Madonna and Nancy Reagan side by side, comparing the two women at age 64. Now the tweet kicked off a thunderstorm of people sharing allegations that the former first lady stemmed from an unauthorized biography from Kitty Kelly. So in the book, Kelly alleges that 
Nancy Reagan was renowned in Hollywood for performing oral sex. And the book claims Nancy Reagan, then Nancy Davis, gave blowjobs not only in the evenings, but in the offices. But... And that was one of the reasons that she was popular on the MGN lot. Now, further allegations claim that she was known as Just Say Yes, Nancy. And is there any truth to this, or is this just a humiliation ritual? Now... For one, it's an unauthorized biography, and two, well, we don't know, and it's politics, and it's many allegations are flung around without proof to back up claims all the time. Now, I'm just surprised that the social media fact-checkers haven't got involved in this one. Yeah, maybe it just flew under their radar because they were very busy banning people for telling the truth. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, Devin Nicholson, who is known as Hannibal and Bloodhunter, was banned from world class pro wrestling after stabbing a referee in the head multiple times over the weekend. Nicholson, who is in from Canada, lost his world class pro wrestling match against Carlito in Irving, Texas on Saturday. And instead of exiting the ring after the competition, he proceeded to start a fight with the referee, whose name was Lando Del Toro. And I'm guessing Lando was conceived after his parents watched The Empire Strikes Back. The. Actually, knew some people that had a gaggle of kids, and they named all of them after Star Wars people. It was very weird. <laughs> and, and leaving Las Vegas, what is yeah. it? Fair loathing in Las Vegas too. Orlando Del Toro. So, a provocative Instagram video from 2019 shows Staten Island House of Representative candidate Brittany Ramos de Barros stripping and twerking at a 2019 anti-war pro-veteran event. The video depicts de Barros a democratic socialist and former army officer at one point pulling off her fatigues and protest. She's later seen dancing burlesque in undergarments and pasties along uh, three other female performers. Now proceeds from the event benefited about face a group post nine 11 service members who helped provide care packages, mental health services and peer to peer counseling for veterans. The group also aims to end a foreign policy of permanent war and use of military weapons, tactics and values in communities across the country, according to their websites. Yeah, baby. so she does. She did that stuff in uniform. You kind of wonder what she's gonna do while she's in office, you know? Jeez. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I approve that protesting more than the protest that does the protesting we saw. What was it? Two two years ago. So that that's my type of protest, if any. You know. What? Where they take their clothes off? Yeah, instead of burning down cities and you know trying to. Yeah. Yes, I, I would prefer that at least. That's you know, that's what they did in the sixties, uh, right? Everybody like went brawless. Everybody was a topless um, and yeah, I think they they were also body paint. These body paint. Yep. Oh, there you go. So uh so America invited Taiwan to the summer for democracy, and Taiwan sent the literal transgender as representative to suck up to LGBT America. Now, America cut him out because he showed Taiwan a different color from China on the map. And America doesn't want to offend China, and China is laughing because this makes America look weak. Taiwan's digital minister, Audrey Tang's video feed was cut off after he showed a map of China, and Taiwan depicted. Taiwan so that's, number that's... one. <laughs> so Austria plans to jail the unvaccinated for over a year and charging them $15,000 for that imprisonment. Oh, that sounds lovely. So, like, I, I kind of wonder what happens if like, you're just consecutively jailed. Like, what's going to happen after you don't have any more money to pay for your own imprisonment, you know? Are they going to jail you some more? Like, that's kind of weird. Never. 
out ever. Probably have to work it off. Yeah, slave labor. Like, it, it, it sort of sounds it. like that whole uh, agenda twenty thirty where you'll own nothing and be happy. Sounds about right. So, Elton called. Uh, Conger Public Schools had a furry teacher that bragged about threesomes and spoke positively about incest. The unnamed teacher also assigned pornographic material as schoolwork, and I believe this was in England. I don't think this was in an American school. So a raunchy Florida couple got busted for having oral sex in the back of a police car with a woman yelling, Fuck 5 during the recorded romp, according to an arrest warrant. So Florida Highway Patrol troopers stopped Jordan Noah, 24, in the early hours of Tuesday for allegedly driving his black BMW on a suspended license. They offered to give the 24 passengers Summer Watkins a ride to the gas station, but apparently she had other ideas. Maybe we should do an OnlyFans video back here, Watkins allegedly said to Noah, according to the warrant. When Noah was also put in the back of the squad car, Watkins allegedly asked the cop, if she could suck him off. And he told her, what? no, that she couldn't do that. And trooper J.D. Pettis Morales wrote, just for her to allegedly again ask the same question again. And after again saying no, the officer left them alone in the back of the car for a short period of time. I don't know why he did that, though. That's that's kind of odd. But only later to see that what really went down, he reviewed the prisoner video footage, and he wrote shortly after he closed the door that Mr. Noah took his penis out of his shorts, and Watkins bent down and began to perform oral sex. Now, Watkins can be heard saying, fuck 5 while Noah filmed it on his phone, yelling, can y'all hear me? She's sucking dick in the back of the straight trooper car right now, the report said. As Noah yeah, FaceTimed baby. a friend, Watkins bragged about sucking dick in the police car. The report says officer dropped Watkins off before seeing the footage and then went straight back and arrested her for lewd and levacious behavior and breach of peace. She was later released from jail with a thousand dollar bond and scheduled for arraignment on December 16th. Hmm. Was so, he cuffed when he, when he took it out? Was he cuffed when he did this? I mean... Like uh, that's you pretty cuffed. Your hands are behind you, so yeah, no. that's a pretty good feat. Like listen, he listen. must have man- he must have maneuvered to get that thing out. Listen, you yeah, can you can get your pants down being handcuffed. Trust me. Uh... <laughs> oh, like you pulled the epi- yeah. You probably just they're probably very baggy, and he probably just slid them right off. Probably that's probably they're probably halfway off already. When I think about it, yeah, that sounds kind of racist, bro. <laughs> no, but I mean like. <laughs> if you're gonna I, I, no I'm just saying like somebody that's doing something like that they're probably not wearing you know polos and, and uh, khakis usually no, no, or no, a belt no no, no 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 that was racist no I wouldn't say how many people do you see in the back of squad cars unless it's a unless it's a really gaudy porn that's wearing khakis doing that type of thing mm mm Come on, right? So, Unless so it's a real, all right. That's quite elitist. <laughs> I'm so kind John of Griffin, who's age <laughs> So John Griffin was suspended from CNN last week after being arrested. Our federal prosecutors and the FBI said he lured nine-year-old girl and her mother to a rental home in Vermont last July for sexual subservience training. He also tried to recruit a 14-year-old daughter of an unnamed man, according to the indictment, and he told the man that he trained girls as young as seven. Griffin used Kick and Google Hangouts to recruit parents, 
were willing to let him abuse their girls. In the indictment, Griffin claims that uh, he used them for training and would involve moms with their daughters touching each other, spanking, and cock worship. He is in custody awaiting the next court appearance, and it's scheduled for Wednesday, so I don't know if it happened today or not. So Ghislaine Maxwell's family got the rights to Tetris while working at Atari. And all of this came about with a legal battle in the U.S. where Nintendo managed to secure the rights to Tetris in late 1989 before anything could be done to reverse it in the Soviet Union. And uh, Lane Maxwell was reported having been moved cell to cell to avoid assassination. Now, uh, her verdict came out today, and I think it was five out of six guilty verdicts. And uh, just uh, I think her sixth verdict alone will put her away for 40 years unless she kills herself. So earlier this month, Joe Biden threatened a winter of severe illness and death upon the unvaccinated. And apparently there are only 40 of us left. For real. A father called up President Biden during a Santa Tracker NORAD call and said, Merry Christmas and let's go, Brandon. The potatoes responded, let's go, Brandon, I agree. Let's go, Brandon. Now, Tariq Nasheed is getting into the crypto trend of NFTs and he has put his buck-breaking spin on things, and I'm actually going to post them so people can see his buck-breaking NFT. So that's one of them right there. And speaking of NFTs, there's like another one. They're called Floydy. So these are like George Floyd-based NFTs. And I think they're already on Series 3. And let me share this. If y'all can see this on YouTube. So NASA hires 24 theologians, including priests, for possible alien discovery. And it sounds like the powers that be are getting desperate and will probably have to activate Project Bluebeam in a bid to bring about a one-world government. Because I'm thinking this whole COVID thing has fell flat on its face and they're getting desperate to keep us under the boot. I believe it. Mm-hmm. So uh, the wife of water filter salesman Alex Jones was arrested Christmas Eve on domestic violence charge that the supplement salesman says stems from a medication imbalance. We assume she took too much super female vitality and caveman. It has bone broth and chaga mushrooms. The bone broth. The bone broth. The, the bone broth. The, the bone broth. The bone broth. The bone broth. Well, now it's the next level of that. It's caveman. Hey, I need a glass of caveman. Caveman. Mm. Mm. So sheriff's deputies took Erica Wolf Jones into custody and booked her into an Austin jail around 8.45 p.m. Friday. Jail records indicate the 43-year-old faces misdemeanor charges of assault, caused bodily injury to a family member, and resisting arrest, search, or transport. She has not received a bond as of Saturday afternoon. Hmm. Is Wolf her middle name, or is that like a hyphen thing? I think it's a hyphen, so I think that's her birth mm. name. I, I wonder what kind that of says a lot. That that says a lot right there. I, I'm just. Yeah. I wonder what could have started that uh, that fight. I will eat your ass. I think it had something to do with a, a certain transgender person oh. named Blair White. Oh. You think he was like a lover spat or something? <laughs> So I guess I guess that's up for 
topics unless people want to discuss what's the great cucking that's going on right now Ooh. on Twitter. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm down for that. Uh, the only other news that happened is uh, Ghislaine, you know, finally uh, was found guilty of five of the six charges. What is the, the second count that she wasn't found guilty on? Uh, yeah, that's what it I was. Wanted. It was a, a chick who was over 18 at the time. All the sexual abuse oh. happened uh, after 18. Mm. But um, would it be sexual trafficking? Uh, I yeah, don't know. She, I think she. Yeah, I think that was the heaviest charge was that one. Right. So that was the one that gave her forty years. But the other additional charges were like additional five years on top of that. I 40. mean, I, I I heard somebody snuck in a, a microphone into the into the uh, courtroom. Has the jury reached the verdict? Yes, Your Honor, we have. We find the defendant guilty as charged. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Those courtrooms, wow. Oh, yeah, this whole cucking of Jack Murphy thing is pretty hilarious right now because this guy was like a featured guest on Tim Pole's show and he's trying to tell people how, oh, if you go to my course, I'll teach you how to be an alpha male. And so... Uh, <laughs> and now he's teaching us how alpha males melt down on the internet. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's sitting on dildos and all sorts of other stuff. All his gay porn videos showed up. He's getting cucked by his wife, oh, by some guy named Matt from Tinder who seems to be having all the fun. Oh, yeah, and he, he set his uh, pro- profile to private, and he's just blocking anybody who responds to it. It's, it's fucking hilarious, man. This is what a Tim Pool's people? Yeah. yeah. The, the guy claims to be a conservative, but uh, I think he's just a conservative grifter. I don't think he's a true conservative. I'm wondering what well, No, he says, he says he's a libertarian, I believe. I believe he goes uh, to the libertarian thing. Yeah. So... Yeah, I'm okay with that because at that point, that's this point, the party is a joke. It's been a joke for too long, and yeah, be a libertarian. I'm wondering. Uh, what kind of, I'm wondering what kind of parties go on at that uh, beanie compound. Uh... <laughs> beanie compound. Yeah, he's got a compound in uh, Virginia or something. I don't know. He was in Missouri, one of the, or did one he of move those. it to? He moved it to West Virginia now. Um, one of the two. One of the Virginians. All I know is he's got guns. <laughs> exactly. And he used to roll the gangsters. Have <laughs> 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 you seen his interaction with, was it Rob no. the Rugged Man? Yeah. No, have you seen him, wait, have you seen his him bring his sister on his show? Oh yeah, to, to like defend. Repre- represent fucking Chicago's. Yeah. And he's like, yo, my sister. Sister King, my big sister. He brought his big sister on. And I was like, I it's just like I literally had a face palm moment where I it was so genuine and so it felt so right. And I just fate it, it was it really was and I couldn't watch the video. I stopped it and I was like, like I a, started laughing. Um I just no, I couldn't. Did she look like a South Park character, you know, with a beanie and everything? Like uh, him or did she actually She should have. At least, at least it would have been somewhat tolerable. Like the cringe was too much, and I enjoy cringe a lot. I watch Daywave a lot. I like cringe. I, I like that. Like cringe. I got it's like I want to pause it and look away, but I'm gonna look anyway. <laughs> type yeah. of thing. And I couldn't. I couldn't. I couldn't make it through that video. I could not make it through that video. And it's like one of his like uh, sub channels or some shit and and i came up somebody was tweeted or somewhere and i and i was like oh wow this guy brought his big sister on <laughs> I mean, I, from- 
Right, I don't think she's going to get the same attention as Abby Shapiro is right now, especially no. since she's pregnant. And no, she's, no, no, no. She's okay. getting quite milk-filled right now. <laughs> so I think we should move on to our topic at hand. Since, yeah, uh, yeah. It's at the end of the year, and it's a good time to talk <laughs> about things like Y2K and time travel. Oh, shit. Oh, that's Wait, y- Yeti said he, she was a stripper, the sister. Oh. Okay. God. <laughs> oh, that's hot. I know, but it just makes it so much funnier for me. I don't know why. <laughs> so, DJ Coffinsteins, what can you tell us about Y2K? Like, about Y2K? A... It was a big yeah. sham. It was it was a, a money grab. That's really what it was. And um, And, you know, I was approached about Y2K. You know, I do a lot of tech stuff throughout my life and uh that's when i was beginning to get into that and a lot of the people i knew that were like older from like doing tech in the 80s and stuff they were like yeah it was just it was a big sham and they were just doing a big money grab and um you could see it in a lot of like you do a search on youtube and you'll see a lot of the old um you know television reels of like going, oh, it's going to be the end of this and the end of that. But at the same time, they're also talking about all the executives getting like extra champagne for staying late and all the guys getting extra bonuses for staying and figuring out how we're going to save the world from Y2K. And uh, in my, you know, looking through this stuff, I came across uh, another Y2K, which is supposedly going to happen in 2038, I believe. And that's based upon, um, you know, the Epoch, which is Unix, uh, the beginning of Unix time. They're saying that like 32-bit um, time, you know, values will in 2038, I believe, they're all going to flip to zero. And it's the same type of thing. And uh, before the show, I was talking with, uh, with Klaus. I was like, hey, this stuff is... It's crap because only like a 0.3% of all the computers right now are running are not are, are not 64 bit computers. And it's the same thing, it's the same money grab. And we were we were talking earlier we were like, "Hey, this might I was saying is this could have been like the setup for a lot of things that happened in 20 uh 2001." with the towers going down and all that stuff. It was like the big money thing that happened. Like so much money went into this Y2K thing. And, you know, then there was the missing stuff with the money with Pentagon and Tower 7 and all that stuff. We could just go on and on with that. But it looks like these were, and it looks like they're like, okay, you know, after the whole Agenda 2030 thing, we got eight years to do our next little, uh, you know, end of the you know, the end of time is what they were, the way that they're trying to portray this stuff. And that's kind of what it looks like is happening with the whole Y2K back around again to Y2038, I guess we'd call it. And um, it's very, it's it's very interesting how we have patterns. It's like we, the stuff we we're dealing with now, we were talking earlier about the, um, uh, the Spanish flu, when the masks, that was the second wave. It was from bacterial pneumonia because everybody got masked back then. They were putting people in jail for not having masks back then. People were shooting each other for not having masks back then. 
It was ridiculous. It was the same thing. They were locking everybody down. And it looks like it's, again, history repeating itself. And we're back here again. And I'm sure, every, every, like hey, we were talking earlier, Klaus. Yeah, you got yeah, so much yeah, stuff Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Can you I, let Brandy say something? I don't want to hog the mic. I'm just like, you yeah, <laughs> asked, and it's like, woo. You had me no, riled up it. earlier. And I'm like, ah, let me go. <laughs> so that's my opinion on Y2K in, in, a, in a nutshell, I guess. <laughs> Not too much of a nutshell. And how did you prepare for Y2K? Um, I got drunk. I got really drunk. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, we had a big-ass party. I was turning 20. We were all rolling. Well, my birthday is the second. My birthday is the second. And, that, and everybody's like, oh, you always got a hangover for your birthday. But I don't get hangovers. And that's my problem. I don't get hangovers. So I never learn in my lessons. But, um... Yeah, I got wasted on 99. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was a great party, actually. Yeah. I, I drank a lot of rum that night, and then I went I had rum, too, bro, and, and, and peach schnapps. It was rum and peach schnapps. Uh, huh? I think it was the first time I had sake, because we had some guy who came in from Japan. He brought a bunch of fresh sake with him. <laughs> yeah, that was my uh, 2020. I mean, 20, 2000, 99 to 2000. That's how I partied like it was 1999. <laughs> I think Sublime was playing at some point. Oh, fuck. Oh, if you were in California, dead. Sublime was playing everywhere in California around that time. Oh, yeah, on the radio, maybe, but he was already dead. Yeah, yeah but like every warm. time I went to a party, like in South, you know, it was always Sublime was playing in the background. Every party. It was like, a, yep. it was like an anthem. I was at my cousin's uh, apartment in Terrytown, New York, and she and her boyfriend was like a big Sublime fan, and he was like one of the bros from like college that she hooked up with, and it was all Sublime that night, I think, and I just got hammered. Ninety-nine. That's my only memory of that. <laughs> we thought that the casinos were going to pay out because we we were out in <laughs> Reno, so we were like, "Geez, you, you wonder if all the slot machines are just going to start dumping coins," but nothing like that happened. Wow! Yeah, this makes my hands go rubby, rubby, <laughs> rubby, rubby. Little <laughs> people. Rubby, rub. So, Brandy, did you have anything on time travel? Like, uh, you had a little bit of. Um, I just, uh, yeah, I guess <laughs> you wanted to talk about Trump. I don't know. I, it's like we revisit these things and so much shit happens like in between that I have to go back and like try to remember anything. But you wanted to talk about Trump possibly being a time, a time traveler? Travel? Yeah. Okay. So a lot of people think that. You know, maybe he is. Um, I think they really kind of started feeling like he had some supernatural ability to be able to get ahead of his opponents or kind of predict what they were going to do or whatever. It was like he was always heading people off. Um, Thank you. But there, and you know, people love their conspiracies and they love their, their um, ideas. Like, what, what was that thing where he like passed? Baron Trump like a basketball and people are all oh there's secret codes to life in the basketball 
<laughs> oh, I think that was the soccer he got from Russia. And they were saying that they think Vladimir Putin had like secret hard drive stuff that had all this like right. uh, they thought like Hillary Clinton's uh, emails or whatever were hidden in that flash drive that was given to Trump in that soccer ball. And he gave it to Tr- uh, Baron Trump. And then people were like, yeah, Baron Trump probably, uh, you know, uncovered all those secrets on his Minecraft server. For sure. And he's supposed to be a computer genius, too, right? He's also a chess master, and I believe he speaks five languages. Wait, Baron Trump? Baron Trump, yeah. Yeah, Baron. Wow. Wow. How old was he when Trump got elected? Was he 12? I don't remember, because he, I mean, he towered over his father before, like, uh, his time was up, so. Well, he shot, yeah, he shot way up. I I didn't actually go look that up of how old he is now, but I think he's like 12 which would make him about 17 now which kind of sounds about right um i might be wrong but i think the most interesting thing about the whether or not the the, the two most interesting things about whether or not trump is a time traveler or whether or not he has the technology to do so i think it'd be safe to say that almost not every but almost all people in his position if they, these things exist, which I believe they do, um, most of those presidents are privy to that knowledge. But um, there was an author. What was his name? I just pulled him up. There is this author guy. His name is Ingersoll Lockwood. And he wrote a couple books in the late 1800s. Um, he wrote a book called The Adventures. Baron Trump's... Wait, wait, wait. I lost it. I'm so sorry. Uh, Baron Trump's Marvelous Underground Journey. Um, There's another one. And the other one called The Last President or something? Yeah, he did write that book too, but there's these Baron Trump collection. And I think it's two or three books. The main character, his name is Baron Trump. And it talks about his dad being... I think they just give him like initials. Is it Don in the book? In the book? Okay, I didn't look that far into it. So, anyways, apparently the the main character is his name is Baron Trump, and his dad's name is Don. And I guess he loses an election to Pence in the book, which I didn't ever see that, but that was just told to me. But anyways, he's got you know these Baron Trump adventure books, the character looks remarkably similar, like the little illustrated drawings. They do look pretty similar to Baron Trump. Um, They talk about his journeys. This is in the 1800s, obviously. Not even Donald Trump was born yet. But Donald Trump's uncle, John Trump, I think his name was, was actually friends with Nikolai Tesla. And... Sorry. So I'm putting up a, a photo on the screen, and it shows Donald Trump's uncle, and it does like a face overlay with Julian Assange, and uh, it's kind of remarkable how they line up. If I can resize it the right way, we don't know what's happening. <laughs> it's it's in the show prep. You can see it in the show prep. Thank you. Uh, 
Okay, now you can see it for those who are out in YouTube. Out in YouTube land. See, about six months ago, I went a little bit further into this because, and I don't remember everything because I just don't care. <laughs> but um, I had gone into this author because, you know, it's kind of always interesting to be like, oh, okay, so what's the author's background, right? Like, who the fuck is this guy writing these these remarkably accurate fiction books that just happen to so coincidentally be able to name these names so accurately? And, I mean, who knows? Maybe Trump loved those books and he named his kid after the character. I mean, I guess there's always that possibility, right? Um. Wrong. Wrong. So I had looked up the author and kind of went like pretty far into his history because, you know, these people, they always have these kind of remarkable stories themselves, which aren't just your average. I was sitting by the first with the fire blaring, dreaming up this story. So this guy, he, um, he he ends up he ends up being appointed something by Abraham Lincoln. Hold on, I'm gonna try to pull it back up real quick. Um where did it go? Oh here we go. This Ingersoll Lockwood dude and he was from New York. And the the books are all kind like he, he lived in New York at the time. Tesla lived in New York at the time. Um he ends up getting appointed consul to the kingdom of Hanover by Abraham Lincoln. And I had looked into this a little bit more and he actually had a lot of land and kind of like a lot of notoriety for somebody who was just kind of like a lawyer. Um, he had become a lawyer. He was a general in the New York state militia. Um, he also is one of the founders of Osinings. I think that's a city in New York. First Bank and the Dale Cemetery. And he served as the warden of the Sing Song Prison from 1950 to 1955. I'm sorry, 1850 to 1855. Um, so, you know, being like you're a lawyer, you own a cemetery, you are also a warden of a prison, then you're appointed counsel to this kingdom by Abraham Lincoln himself. Um, he just kind of has like an interesting backstory himself. I was just trying to look over like some of my older notes, but I'm so disorganized with where I keep things. Uh, sometimes I just have sounds to like he could make bodies disappear if he wanted to, you know, like you <laughs> send someone like to prison a pole in the community. You wow. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. He yeah. has a prison. Cemetery. He's a lawyer. He's <laughs> appointed by Abraham Lincoln, and That's I guess hot. I was a little bit off on. I, for, for whatever reason, I thought that Abraham Lincoln wasn't even alive in the late eighteen. Well, so, Brandy, have you ever heard about Abraham Lincoln talking about the uh, the giants? He had a, a Niagara Falls speech where he uh, referenced giants around uh, around our country. And he's like, the big mounds where the giants received, like, where the, the graves of the giants were. 
and he was talking about like our country in the years past and nobody talks about that and is abraham lincoln talking about giants I don't think I've heard about him as him being like some, like you know, gay or crossdresser sort of. And I, I'm just really haven't heard a lot of Abraham Lincoln. I know that one time traveler dude doesn't he talk about going back to the Abraham Lincoln speech and the assassination? Really? That is that John Teeter? Is that no? No, John. I'm talking about John Teeter, but he doesn't mention that. So there must be another guy because I've seen a photo where there's a guy in old photographing. He looks like he's got sunglasses on and a t-shirt. It's like I was black listening and to something photo. and I, I didn't even think to like look it up until right now. But I had listened to something like a, about a year or two ago, and it was really kind of going over. It was one. Of, it's one of these famous time traveler people, or you know, supposedly, and he was talking about one of his like travels back that he went to that moment that moment where he was walking around um right before the lincoln speech i could have swore unless i have it a little off i might have it off but i would have to remember who that guy is but i think he's one of the more famous ones or the more well-known alleged time travelers um that talked about being part of that program whenever it was in the 50s or something 50s or 60s and they had recruited him as a kid and he was a kid at the time oh is this that uh, project looking glass is that what you're talking about project trip that's something i want to get into myself it's like i i heard about it here and there and that was really pretty interesting project pegasus not looking glass there was a few of them too. There was a there was another guy that, that I don't think it was Looking Glass. There was another guy that developed some type of machine, and I got to find this guy's name. I, I I was trying to find it today. I had no luck, and it was like being able to see. Like he created this machine that you're able to see. <clears throat> you're able to see through time in the future and in the past, and what apparently had happened is the stuff that he was able to bring up from the past didn't correlate with the current narrative at the time so they just literally in this day and age canceled the guy and he became a you know a blip in in history he didn't exist basically and people undug him from something from like some old like history book or something or some old science book where this guy developed it and um yeah that's the only way we find it is we got to buy books from like the 1800s off of ebay if we want to find out what history is really about it's I ridiculous be very interested in reading these baron trump books just to see you know because as for yeah. anybody who's read it before even like before the last five or ten years let's say it wouldn't even make half as much sense as it would now or it wouldn't be half as trippy or whatever you know what i mean yeah, yeah. um and, and like, we're watching them right now watch <clears throat> we're watching them trying to rewrite history right now again and change the way like reality is and like, no, no, this isn't real. It's that. And everybody's like, kind of like, no, it's not. But they're tearing down the statues to match that narrative. Yeah, but right. the things that get published, the things that get like recorded, the things that are like, oh, well, we look back at Time Magazine and we look back at all these trusted sources. 
They're all fucking compromised right now by a fucking well, communist country all the way on the other side of the world. They've been bought out by China. We talked about the. It was brought up earlier about the China thing, and I was like, dude, I'm not gonna get into it then. But now it's like shit. All these, all these big multinational corporations, they all have been cowtowing to China. We have our 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 NFL. I'm not our NFL. Our, our uh, basketball leagues, the uh, NHL. No, that's the hockey. I don't know. Fucking know. I don't know. See, I think we got a wrestler doing it too that with stuff. John Cena and The Rock. Yes, they're they're literally like they're removing people from freaking st- like arenas because they're like saying free Hong Kong. And it's like, dude, that's a problem. When you're having one country influencing another country to that degree, you got a problem. That's, yeah, that's a problem. Uh, Blizzard was even doing that, banning fans from cosplaying as Winnie the Pooh to, you know, yeah. uh, protest China. And, and at the same time, here's the thing. At the same fucking time, they're they're literally, like, honoring people that are burning our flag for our own country. And, and like, oh, but if you say anything that pisses China off, we're going to rip you out of a freaking... Uh, Basketball stadium or basketball arena, whatever the fuck, it's ridiculous. It, Nick, I'm sorry, Nick, I'm not gonna. Nick, I'm gonna. I'm gonna yeah. smoke. Some, I'm gonna smoke a ball. <laughs> and relax. So, anyways, I don't know if anybody watches regular mainstream TV ever, um, or I, I mean, I do sometimes, but I've noticed that there's been this like um, this shift in ideas. I'm not really sure how to word it, but they're really pushing this idea of your false memories uh, oh you have a false memory of that like there this is okay. i keep seeing yeah. it this this pretty much what they're trying to brainwash you into believing is what you remember is not so you have faulty memory this, you have faulty. So pretty soon, MK, the whole entire 9 11 situation is crazy is collectively having a faulty memory of what okay. happened they're going to be like okay, don't wait. you remember with the lightning wait, 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 wait. really quick brandy Take a moment, yeah. go to Google, and type in the search in Google, type mRNA in memory formation, and your mind will fucking be blown. mRNA and memory formation. There's NIH documents. There's yes, fucking science mag documents on how MRA, mRNA is responsible for the way our memories are formed. What the flying... I don't even know if you like curses here, but, but you know what I'm saying. Thing Dude. That you're... It, it, it blows. It, it makes a lot me of like. Thing seem to be everybody in the chat. Look that up. I'm memory. sorry if I'm taking everyone out of chat, but really, there's that, right there. You said that it, it like triggered me. I'm like fuck, bah, triggered. Fuck. You know, I have That's noticed like, like the mainstream like talking points that I don't know what yeah, to call the it. Narrative. Like, yeah. like a, a like a new special, and it's all about the faulty memories and how you can't mm. even trust your own memory and you can't trust your own eyes. And now they're having specials on. Well, the way your brain perceives something might make an image that actually isn't even there. And it seems to me like it's all this twisted agenda to make you yeah. absolutely doubt question yourself. Question everything. Yeah, question reality. Right. Question everything. So I haven't seen this yet because I just don't watch TV. But I remember just a couple of months ago, their their keyword phrase was the before time. So I guess this is their new keyword phrase that they're pushing out. I've been saying BC for before COVID or since pretty much about a month after fucking COVID happened and it didn't like immediately go away like i think we were all kind of tripping when it was unfolding mm. being like as every day went by more and more of our dumb bullshit that we concocted or believed just started kind of panning out 
instead of going the other way, like, you know, you're kind of, it's a head fuck because you're like, oh my God, how could this, it sounded so wild at the time. Like you would never expect to have so much evidence supporting it or having it unfold the way it did to support the crazy conspiracies. Like, oh, you guys are, you're not going to be locked down forever. It's just two weeks. What are you talking about? Vaccine passports. There's going to be no shot mandates. And like every single thing we were talking about, not, you know, two years ago almost. And it just, one thing after another just kind of became, became a reality. And it, it's really a kind of a head fuck because it's just not what we're used to. It's not our way of life. It's not something that we easily adjust to. And especially like Americans are pretty um, impatient people. We want that instant gratification. We are definitely Mm -hmm. the spoiled brats of the world. Uh, We don't know what it's like to really have, Wars fought here. There's nobody that's alive right now that remembers a war being fought in land, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you talk to anybody in the military that served time anywhere elsewhere, especially in battle, and they are absolutely fighting for our freedom and our way of life. And any military guy will tell you Americans have no fucking idea how spoiled you are. You have no idea how fucking yeah. good you have it. Even in your worst case scenario, it's paradise compared to everybody else's regular ass life. Not everybody, obviously, but in quite a lot of places. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know about whether or not Trump is part of time travel, but I, I kind of have a hard time talking about time time travel myself because mm-hmm. part of me wants it so fucking bad and always <laughs> has. Like, you know, they oh, want the hopium. Well, they, you know, what would your superpower be if you could have any superpower? And my answer has always been, without hesitation, control of time. I want to be able to control time. And as we creep closer and closer and it becomes more and more talked about, and you kind of see things that are happening, you see whatever CERN's doing, you see them smashing these particles together, and you, it's, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around. And then everybody wants to you know, intertwine it with, um, everybody wants to intertwine it with like parallel universes or all this kind of mm-hmm. shit. And I'm just like, oh my God, it's so much, dude. Can I just get the DeLorean or the time, like the <laughs> phone or something? Like, can we keep it simple? Does it have to be parallel universes? Does it, but I do think 100%. And if you notice also, this is being talked about more and more in the science community, more and more in the science fantasy fiction community. More and more on the mainstream is quantum physics. And the more they bring out quantum physics, the more I know that this is because they will use quantum physics to explain the time travel, possibility, probability, actuality, and all of this thing. And it's all going to fit in together. But this is so, it's so above a lot of my understanding because I can't really... Right. Have you ever looked into the uh, the holographic universe and um, Isaac Bentov? And no. there was one other. There was uh, CIA. I came across this through like CIA documents that were were uh, declassified, and it was uh, the Gateway Process, I believe. And you probably could just search CIA document Gateway Process and find these documents. And it was based upon a book. Uh, that this gentleman wrote that was regarding the concept that like our our like um, 
we we're our consciousness is a it projects reality and we create all the things that exist in reality through our thoughts and this is what this guy is claiming and apparently his dot his, his work was classified it was released later on in this uh somebody doing a study upon this stuff and they were they were giving people like hallucinogenics and stuff like that and doing studies based upon what this guy was talking about and they came to a lot of conclusions through this and everybody just take a look through the documents uh, I don't want to waste everyone's time right now with it, but you, you'll be able to read through it. And it's very interesting, the stuff that they did and the concepts that were brought that like we all create together reality. And like the way that we perceive things is the creation of stuff, because they even talked about the guy that uh, that was doing the stuff with the water, like our thoughts impacting the way water is uh, like the, like we had good thoughts and bad thoughts towards water and the, the water molecules. We're different based upon our emotional, like, expression to them, like yelling at it or saying something nice to it or just behaving in a certain way towards it. So we do have some kind of influence with our, like, how we interact with stuff. And this is on an extreme scale that, like, everything is based upon our interaction with everything. And it, just for the fact that the CIA classified something like that, did studies with this stuff through intelligence agencies and military agencies, it, it proves that like, there's some kind of like, there's something with this. And I, I urge everybody to check that out. We may even, this, if you ever have me back again on stuff like this, I'd be happy to talk about this stuff because it's very interesting. And I'll read that whole book cover to cover and have more to talk about because it right now it's just like stuff i've you know skimmed through and it's very interesting it really is that like that we're actually thanks for uh cz chad for the donation of ten dollars oh oh nice thank you cz uh, i'm saying like something else (laughs) (laughs) no it's some wild stuff and it's like you read through those things um and it, it could all just be hocus pocus crap and not, it's all BS, but it, it's fun to like, like for brain food, just like thinking about stuff like that. It, that's what this is about. Time travel. It's like, we've never experienced that. We know we've, we make stories about it. So let's enjoy the, the, the creativity of this stuff. Like, cause that's all we got. Really. Time travel before. I can't explain it. Yeah. It's. It's so hard to explain. It's like you, when they talk about going faster than the speed of light, all you're doing is catching up with, with the light that happened in time before. So it's not really time travel. You're just seeing stuff that happened before if you travel faster than the speed of light. It's like looking back in time. You'll actually see it. Like You'll see the things happening in real time, but from a distance. Like when we see a star like go supernova or some shit like that, like or a star die, it happened a long time ago. We're seeing through time, basically. We're watching something from like however long ago, light years or whatever ago. So that is kind of time travel when you think about it, because you're seeing something in the past. And when they talk well, about getting traveling, very scientific for me, no, I'm just kidding. No, but I mean, like when they talk about traveling faster than the speed of light, that's all you're doing. You're just catching up with the stuff that happened before because you're viewing something that's being projected out into space and it keeps going and you just catch up with it. And you're like, oh, let me look at the stuff that happened there. Well, that, that's the concept of the time, like this speed of light time travel stuff. And that's why I'm like, you can't 
if it's going to be speed of light stuff, you can't interact with time. You could just view it from from a distance. And that makes sense with the uh, with a lot of those things that they created, like the uh, the Diglocken, the the uh, the Germans, the SS. They all they created the Diglocken, the the bell, the, the Nazi bell that they were they had Mercury spinning so that they can look into like see what happens in the future or see what happened in the past so that they could win the war. And who knows? Maybe they did. We were talking about that earlier. Who knows? You know, the guys that came over Operation Paperclip. It could have been like a silent little. You know, okay, we're, we'll say that you guys won and we're going to get all this money from NASA that, like, gets dumped into the space program. And wh- who's the guy? Uh, Kubrick. And Kubrick has oh, his little studio. Oh, uh, that's it. But I mean, like, Kubrick's the guy with the studio over in New Mexico filming the stuff about the moon stuff. And it's like, okay, we got the money <laughs> coming in. Yeah, I, I, it's just, it's. I've heard this here and there, and I'm like, okay, whatever. But it, it kind of like you think about it, and you're like, oh, okay. I, I see where they're going with that. They lost all the telemetry data. Oh, conveniently, you lose this. You just, oh, yeah. All of a sudden, now we can't get past the Van Allen belts. There's a lot of stuff that seems weird um, about that, and they also even saying that the moon is within our own atmosphere. That's a new thing that's come out. It's like the way that they're throwing shit out of at us, like. Like when it comes to things that we know, like we've always been told a certain thing. We've always been told the moon is all the way out there. Now all of a sudden it's in our own in our atmosphere, out of the blue. They're like, oh wait, a lie. That's it's to sound like, like the flat Earth thing is being true. It's no, but it's not even like that. that. It's just like I think it's just cognitive dissonance and getting people to be confused. And then they throw us with this flu crap. And then they create all this lockdown crap and they put us in masks and nobody can see each other smile. Well, this is all put together to create know, a, like, a, a part of meta. That's this is going to roll into the metaverse. That's this depersonalization thing. They're going to turn us into like avatars, and that's how we're going to live well, our life. Here's the thing: we we were just talking before the show about the uh, Matrix movie, and I was like, "Here's an interesting transhumanism type of thing with that." They were doing it from the other direction when they were like, "Oh, the rope." And I'm sorry about spoilers. Spoiler alert, everybody! It's very small of a spoiler, but uh, mute it if you if you're really into that movie and you want to know. But there you go. All right. So what they were doing is the robots, apparently, that switched sides and became like friends of the like the resistance against the robots. They were trying to humanize these robots and like, oh, the robots don't like to be like referenced this way. The robots and in the sense of having human like feelings and stuff like that. And it's the opposite direction of like, well, instead of trying to make us into robots, let's humanize robots and get people to think that it's not that weird for us to be connected to robots or something like that. And I'm on yeah. AI. Well, that's the AI thing. And there's the Al Bellic guy that we were, I put in the, um, in the show prep before. This was another guy that was going on like, hey, I was in the Philadelphia experiment. And like we did this big magnetic thing trying to cloak the ship. And it threw two of us into, back, into the future. And then I bounced ahead even further into the future. And he's going on about like, oh, way, way, way out into the future. I think it was like 2360 something. He was like, oh, the world is like there's these floating cities and it's run by this AI. And there's only 500,000 people. And it was like all these things. And like, 
a lot of people here might know what that five, uh, 500 million, I mean, 500 million people thing is. It's Georgia Guidestones. And this was 99 when this guy filmed, like, he did this thing in 99. He created this big, like, um, like autobiography about himself, claiming to have been on the, um, on that ship and sent into, into the future. And I kind of question it because it's like, hey, he could have just watched the Matrix movie and heard about the George Guidestones from, you know, Alex Jones at the time, or who was the other one? Uh, Bill, uh, um, William uh, Cooper, Bill Cooper, and they were going on about it. So who knows? But it's really interesting um, how all these things link up because that was like 2000, 99 when this guy filmed this. This was right around that time of Y2K, right before all this stuff happened. And the same thing with John Teeter. He, that was like 99, 2000. So it seemed like they were trying to work something up around that time. And again, here we are in it's getting worked up again and who knows who knows <laughs> it's just a guess we just we all all, all this, we can do is guess right this would be a perfect segue to john teeter now yeah there we go and that's john who teeter. i'm gonna and and that's who i'm gonna talk about so now although the debate is over the exact date started around november 2nd 2000 a person called themselves time travel underscore zero and then later john teeter started posting on a public forum that he was a time traveler from the year 2036. Now, one of the first things he did was he posted pictures of his time machine and his operational manual. And as weeks went by, more and more people began questioning him about why he was here, the physics of his time travel, and uh, thoughts over time. So he also posted on other forums, including the now non-existent Art Bell site. So in this post, uh, Don Teeter entertained, angered, frightened, and even belittled people that engaged within a conversation. It sounds like it was a shit poster a little bit. And I actually got a photo of his time machine. And let me try to paste that up on the board so people can take a look at it. I got two photos of it. So one of it, these photos... It's what it looks like on its own. Take a look at that for a second. And then here's another photo, and that's what it looks like while it's installed inside of this car. Are you putting that stuff in the diner? Oh, this is not, this is on the YouTube channel, so I can't I can't share it. Oh, here, okay. But, Okey doke. Those in YouTube land can see it. So it's like right. It, it would fill up the entire passenger seat. So on March 21st, 2001, John Tater told us that he would be leaving our time and returning to 2036. After that, he was never heard from again. Now, speculation and investigation about who he was, why he was online, continued to this day. And some people even think that John Teeter was Donald Trump from the future. I was literally because just Donald, I saw something that said that, like yesterday. Because some, some people, because uh, there were some books that Donald Trump wrote under a pen name. So they thought that he's been known to do that. You know, he could have done it again. He writes books? No. And so although it may be easy to dismiss all science fiction, people who read the post agree that there's something very haunting about what he said. Uh, more data about the series of predictions and noble things that he said. So one of these things was that uh, he appeared to answer nearly every question he was asked over a four-month period that he was online. Because of that, many people neglected to read the previous post. 
So he get agitated if they ask him the same questions over and over again. And so these posts were written before 9-11 and the Discovery Space Shuttle incident and the second Gulf War. So many people believe that he may have known about these events and dropped clues about them before, you know, without referring to them. And they agree that he made several predictions about future physics discoveries and uh, that have materialized. And so the, the stated reason that John was here was he needed to obtain an IBM computer built in 1975 called a 5100. Now, the 5100 doesn't exist, and it was manufactured and sold by IBM. Now, it was historically remembered as the first portable computer that was mass-produced, but it arrived before computers were marketed to the public, and it was quickly passed away you know, in the early 80s. Now, John claims that uh, he was related to one of the IBM engineers or programmers who worked on the 5100. And that's why he was picked for the mission. So by putting the pieces of those posts together, it, it seems that he went uh, to Rochester, Minnesota in 1975, where the 5100 was created manufactured. He met with his relative who worked on the computer, obtained a 5100, and then he had some kind of alteration to it so it could be used in 2036. And he mentions that the 5100 had an inbuilt ability to translate computer languages that were unknown or unpublished before night. Uh, 2036. Now, the computer would have been used back in his time to translate or fix broken computer systems. Based on his explanation, it would appear that there could have been an easier way to solve the solution if you can travel in time and go, why not go back for an old piece of technology that we find useless? Well, people say that. NASA still scours the internet for old computer parts to keep some of their equipment running. And earlier before the show, I was mentioning how I think some of our Minuteman systems that those uh, launch ICBMs, I think they're still using old computers that run on a five and a quarter inch floppy disk unless they've been upgraded recently. So then he writes, uh, the first leg of his trip was from 2036 to 1975. After two VGL checks, the divergence estimated about 2.5% from his timeline. He was sent to get the computer. So, so he could debug various uh, legacy computers, and Unix becomes a problem in 2038, which we mentioned earlier about this whole issue with them rolling back to 1970. So uh, for him to know that back then, a lot of people didn't know that information because they tried to keep that under guards because we're afraid of like losing uh, investments and stuff. Do you think that computers are going to roll back to 1970? Yeah. It was, I think it was either 1970 or 1975 was the date that they were supposed to roll back to after they hit that date in the 2030s. So yeah. his world yeah, line... It was, it, was, it was 70. It was uh, like midnight 1970. Which is, you know, one thing that's really cool about that, Jimi Hendrix had an amazing performance and he played Auld Lang Zang at midnight on 19, in 1970. At, like, at that moment. Here. Something? Yeah, and it's on... It's on one of his albums, one of his like uh, Banded Gypsies albums, and it's an incredible rendition of Olang Zang, Olang Zang, which saying it probably, but it's really, so cool. it's really cool. So he talks about how it can read APL and BASIC, and APL is a computer language mm. that literally stands for a programming language because I guess they weren't uh, clever enough to come up with something better. <laughs> And so uh, he's not exactly sure what the technical issue was, but he believes the Unix registry stops in 2038. And it's because we, we think it's because all the 32 bit processors will become bricked when the Y2K fears that would have happened in t internal calendars and electronics. Now he talks about 
that there was a civil war in the United States that started in 2005, and the conflict flares up up and down for 10 years. And in 2015, Russia launches a nuclear strike against all major cities in the United States, which is considered the enemy of the civil war from his perspective. And uh, Russia also attacks China and Europe. This is the United States counterattacks. The U.S. cities were all destroyed along with the, uh, the American Federal Empire, which is the country it's later called in the future. And so the European Union and China were also destroyed, and Russia is now our largest trading partner, and the capital of the U.S. was moved to Omaha, Nebraska. And someone writes to him saying, I think Russia is still likely to attack the United States with nuclear weapons. It's hard to imagine being here to see it. And he responds, you're correct, but I want to add a twist to your thinking. Russia's enemy is the United States, not you, the average person. Russia's enemy is the United States government. So I think the libertarians are going to love that. So Teeter starts inviting people to see photos of his uh, pie machine. He explains how it's used. You know, he, he described it as a stationary mass temporal displacement unit powered by two top-spin dual-positive singularities and posted several images and the manual, according to Teeter. And his time machine includes two magnetic housing units for dual-micro-singularities, electronic uh, injection manifold to alter mass and gravity micro-singularities, a cooling and x-ray venting system, gravity sensors, a variable gravity lock, and four main cesium clocks, and three main computer units. And I think General Electric actually built it. Uh... Now, here's like the theory of operation for the displacement mechanism schematic that he posts. Uh, he states that uh, the mechanism is used for dimensional travel. So the, the makes it interesting that but the manual is drawn by hand and not by CAD. And the rest of the manual is drawn using basic software and drawing packages. Uh, <laughs> sounds fishy to me. So John Teeter says the time machine was installed in a 1967 Chevrolet Camaro, and then he later took it out and put it in a van because he, he ended up because uh he should have kept well, it in the Camaro, bro. Oh, well, he, so he was, well, he was saying that it was getting a lot of attention because he took the Camaro from the 70s, and yeah. when he visited his parents in the 90s. He decided to sell it for some extra bucks and just reinstalled his time machine like in a van. And it said his time machine weighed about 500 pounds, so it sounds like he got his father in the past to help him lift it out of the car and move into the van. Mm -hmm. So Teeter claims that CERN would discover one year later in a way to create micro-singularities, but they would evaporate and split a second after and emit large amounts of X and gamma rays. And he writes a comment that CERN will discover some very odd things as a result of these high-energy experiments in about a year from your point of view. He writes it will accidentally create micro-singularities in which they evaporate. Uh, that's just going to repeat. And then he says um, he'll solve a puzzle for them that till they figure out how to add an electrical charge to capture these strange and odd and massive particles in the magnetic field. And if you bombard a singularity with electrons... You alter the size of the event horizon and thus the gravitational field by overlapping these fields of two singularities. You can travel forward and backward through time, and it's actually quite a simple feat, according to him. Hey, uh, Klaus, you have uh, somebody yeah. in the green room who wants to talk about what they know about time travel. Hey. Uh, can we bring him in? It's uh, Nighthawk. I think, I think you're admin. I'm not sure. Yeah, I can drag him in here. What's up, Nighthawk? Did you have something you wanted to add about time travel? He's got to unmute. 
Yeah, you gotta unmute yourself, dude. I don't know why I'm getting like some. Yeah, just a second here. I'm trying to. I don't know. I had some weird audio coming through. I don't know if that was. You got to be ready for that hot tag. You got the hot tag. Now you're just waiting in the corner. Okay, there we go. All right. I just kind of wanted to um, discuss. some of the, like, because I personally like the like people like this, um, like people like this with time travel. It's not real. Like it, it, it's like it's like because time travel essentially could be real, and I do believe it, it's a thing. But like things like this, um, um, what happens is um, there's no real way to uh, like. Like people who would have the ability to time travel would n- never show it. It would never be available to the public. This would be something that would be only like the most deep underground like society shit could pull off, and it would be something that we would never know about. And it does. It seems like it would happen regularly. Or it does happen regularly because um, things like the the oh, what the fuck is it called the Mo- the Melanda effect. Mandela. 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 Maybe your timeline. Maybe your timeline. Let's call the Miranda effect. <laughs> the Miranda effect. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I thought it was like a that, Mandela. That was the timeline that Al Gore was the president, and it just like, you know, like just little changes like that. We would like things like as we're going through time, and we never notice the changes, but in our subconscious, we remember things that um were there originally, like like the. What's it called? The uh, like interview with the vampire. Yeah, or the, the like, or like the how fruit the, of the loons thing. Yeah, I was just gonna say fruit of the loon with the cornucopia. Wait, that's like, not real. Like I personally remember a cornucopia being there. And I do like, too. There's there's yeah. like um there's like um albums from back in time, like from like the 60s, 70s, I think that um like where this guy he made references to the fruit of the loon having a cornucopia, and. Yeah. Um, there are people who say that they learned what a cornucopia was from Fruit of the Loom. Yeah. Like that's and that's like something that like but no one ever remembers that there's no physical evidence that shows that um there was ever a cornucopia in there. And that's personally yeah. because I think it was a time jump. There was a, a bit of a, an error there because going back in time, like like all the movies get that kind of stuff right. You're not supposed to do anything. Even the slightest change could have devastating consequences. Except here, I think they've perfected it to the point where they only have minor changes. Mm. Minor well, here's are- another here's another side of that too. Like what I was just talking about before. I don't completely believe in this stuff, but like the elect the um the holographic universe thing. Like if we're if we're creating reality with our with our minds then it could just be a whole bunch of people since we're so connected to the internet, like a whole bunch of people remembering things one way and creating reality in one form and a whole bunch of people remembering things in a different way and they're creating reality in another form, perhaps. And it's, it's like, I don't entirely get on board with that, but it, it's, it could be that maybe, you know, or, or and I have my own opinion that isn't either of the two, but you no. Know. 
I was going to say that uh, the only time I remember like cornucopias was also part of Thanksgiving Day decorations. Now, I don't know if they still include that as part of Thanksgiving Day mm. decorations. Yeah, That's why I remember the food. They teach them that. They teach you that in school, though. Like, I think of Fruit of Loom. I think of Thanksgiving because because of the cornucopia. Really, I think there's other really good examples of the Mandela effect. The cornucopia one, like I was alive at that eighty, so it's like my brain mammals. Hey, I just uh, I came it's in here. I came in here to home. say, uh, yo, shaman man, uh, drop the link to your uh, Discord so CZ can uh, CZ can uh, hop in. Oh, you want to jump that. in? Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> if you want What's... to talk about one other feature we didn't talk about. Well, what, what do we forget? The Nazi bell. You want to talk about that? Oh, the the Digokin. Yeah, the Digokin. Yeah, I guess we could talk about that. I mean, I thought it was like yeah. I thought it was like the UFO, like the first UFO. No, dude, the Nazi oh, bell was like oh, they had like a liquid red mercury. No, they had red mercury in Jersey, and they no, it like... ended up in Pennsylvania. They oh, there was like a sighting of it in Pennsylvania appearing in the sky. And there's actually videos of the of this big bell in the sky somewhere, and I always think it's just like okay, somebody just CGI'd it. Okay, like, it's not really. I'm gonna bring my dude in because he knows about it, not me. Okay. What the fuck? Yeah. What so was that called? This is Gary. Kexburg. Kexburg incident. The fucking Kexburg yeah. incident. Yeah. Oh it's, it's, yeah, dude. Dude, do you remember the thing with the big bell. bell in the sky? Yeah. Oh, that's some wild shit, man. I love. And there was video of the freaking thing. <laughs> and I keep thinking, I'm like, oh, it's gotta be. They, they gotta be CGI and stuff like that can't be because i've never it's not like i've never even seen weird things in the sky ever in my life it's like i i don't question it i'm not like completely saying it's re, it's retarded it doesn't exist it's, it's bull, bull crap but no i've just never experienced it so i've seen yeah. the tr3b before you have black I, i've never even seen right? that so that's yeah, that's the, the yeah, it's a yeah, it's a black triangle that has the three lights on the corners and the red light in the yeah. center, and it doesn't make any noise when it flies over. Yeah, me and but my that, mom they, uh, were hold up, hold up. Me and my no. mom were smoking a cigarette on the uh, back porch, uh, you know, and we we're not far from O'Hare Airport. Uh, we were in Logan Square at the time, and my mom points up and she goes, "Hey, Nikki, what the fuck is that?" And I look up, and there's a fucking black triangle just sitting in the sky. And me and her are like, what the fuck? And we looked at it. It must have been like 30 seconds. 30 seconds, a minute, something like that. But this thing was just fucking sitting there in the fucking sky. And then it shimmers, like, shimmered away. It shimmered away. And it's the only fucking word I can use to describe what this fucking thing did. And then three jets come from the west. From where, uh, there's... Also, you think there were interceptors that went after it. It's, I mean, I, that's what it fucking seems like. That's what it seems like. But three jets fucking came, and they, like, went right to where it was, and then fucking turned around and went right back. Uh, yeah, dude, that was fucking wild, man. And that kind of sent wow. me down a fucking rabbit hole of uh, UFO shit. Yeah, that was me Hey, easy chat. I'm sending you the uh, Twitter invite and your DMs for oh, Twitter. Oh, good, good. Because I, I was trying to create a uh, invite link too. 
and I got the same link that that Roots was putting in the chat. I'm like, wait a second, it doesn't have the actual link. To it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys, are you ready for the Nazi talk? I scoured the whole Ooh. entire planet to find yes. really good yes. correspondence, and as it now, hopefully we don't get taken off the air. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll see. But he he'll oh, talk boy, about all boy. the stuff he's really supposed to talk about. So that's why I have to keep him on a short leash. So if I hang up the mic, maybe he's saying too much. Oh, <laughs> but okay. anyways, he can tell you about this spell. Hold on. Dude said he saw a fucking black triangle. The TR what? The TR3B. So I saw it over Naval Air Station in Lamore in California. Where, where were you? I was at Naval Air Station, Lamore, California, around uh, October of 2001 when I saw it. Okay, so where is that? So, Lamore is uh, 40 miles south of Fresno. but It's in the San Joaquin Valley. Oh, so would that be east of Fresno? Uh, south, southwest, I think. Okay, so... And I mean, then at that time, that Navy base only had F-18, so that just stood out like a sore thumb in the sky. My friend was in Joshua Tree. So I was like 16. But it was like common knowledge in the first. And so it was never like aliens for me. It was what the hell they get. And you, and then we, as guys, we play Call of Duty, right? We saw the bell in Call of Duty, right? And we're like, wait. Years later, we're like, wait. They, they literally told us what was going on. The Glocken, the super weapon, and that crazy uh, structure that's still in Germany, right? Where they launched the bell from. Now, is that bell related to the Kecksburg incident? Like some fifty years later, was it really time travel? Because the bell was never found, right? You guys have seen the actual structure, right? In Germany, yeah, it's shaped like just a like kind of like the Liberty Bell, but it has like a little swell in the bottom. Right, but they launched it from this site that's concrete, and you can see where they laid all the cables and shit. It looks like a it looks like a scene out of Hellboy in the beginning. You know, it's this crazy fucking leftover structure, and so theoretically they would do some kind of anti gravity thing there, and they took off. But then we had the Kecksburg incident, and I forget what year it is, but. The bell is sighted again with weird hieroglyphics on the side, just like. We've got, as far as time travel, we've got people reporting, you know, Project Pegasus. I was trying to talk about But what is even time? And they're coming to find out time's not even what we think, right? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's moving in cyclical ways. Well, what I was what I was saying earlier with the whole. Like, um, like if we're projecting stuff, time's time is only a figment of our own imagination, like our own creation. It's something that we perceive, and, and that's what that whole like secret stuff gets into. It's like the only thing that really exists is the current moment. Everything else is our own perception of everything outside of right now, and that's why that like people people really draw to that stuff to that secret stuff and and i think they're just taking advantage of like the aspect of like that we're actually creating this whole thing 
and it fits into the, the freaking news when they go on about the freaking storms. When, when remember all the videos of the guys sitting there and they're like, "Oh my God, it's blowing me by," or I'm like, like elbow deep in the freaking water, and somebody's walking by behind them. Like, yeah, this is ridiculous. It, it's so many times they overblow the storm, and when you think about something like that, it's like, well, if we're the ones creating reality. All they got to do is convince us this is happening, and it'll fucking happen, right? So it comes down to the same thing as far as the holographic universe. And, and that's the only that's the only way that this gets me that that whole concept of like that we create reality with our thoughts. It's like, well, well why would they be so fervent about making up stuff to make us right. think it's worse than it is? It comes down to that theoretically. Either we're living in the holographic universe now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's one of the yeah. And too many, I gotta say, too many people like meld the holographic universe into the uh, the matrix kind of universe type of thing, and, and it's two completely different concepts. Sure. Um, so, like, like, like Call of Duty or anything else, they're, they're literally telling us along the way. Yeah. That's yeah. You know, you're off. Gone. I think we're just yeah. all fiction, and it's something we just don't actually just tell us what's up. It's definitely, I think time travel is a, a possibility, but within what construct? Like, are we even in time? There's too much. Yeah. Like you were saying, Mandela effect, but it's it's almost like what version of of this reality do you want? I'll be right back, guys. I'm my uh, <clears throat> I'm getting like echoes and stuff. I'm gonna quit uh, Discord and come right back in. Okay, I was about to say my, my own Mandela effect thing that I remember was in my past. I remember White Snake saying, "Pour some sugar on me, not Def Leppard." <laughs> That was Death Leopard, and for me, it was Death Leopard. Yeah, you know, for me, for me, I remember Swipe White, White, White Snake, Snake singing it. Yeah. And well, is, when I think of White Snake, I think of Klaus, it might have been when you saw the video, when the water was falling in the video, in like the music video, she was yeah. standing on the hood, she was laying on the hood of the car, and a bunch of water fell upon her. I believe. Yeah, I remember that. Part. And maybe that was like, like, that, she like died. Your brain kind of was like, I remember the water and I'm remembering something poured on her, and you're remembering Def Leppard, and it's kind of like you boys are just remembering it wrong. Pour some sugar on me. It with could be because I don't, I don't trust I my own memories. Here like, I go again and shit. <laughs> I, I drink enough not to trust my own memories. That's why it's not like all, take everything like, I say with a grain of salt, please, everybody. <laughs> I was probably too young to be watching those videos anyway on MTV, but I still watched them. You know, because uh, I thought Ragdoll was a pretty cool video too. That was a good. Vi- that was a good song. Yeah, I love that song though. I always that was a good that. song. I never. I don't even remember the video. I love the song though. Ragdoll. I remember a lot to that song. That's a great song. So I actually got a video that we can watch it's sort of relevant since we've been talking about nuclear annihilation from the russians oh that'll be fun i guess you can (laughs) 
Let me hit share so y'all can watch. There it is. All right, y'all can see the screen. Yeah. Let's get educated. So we're ready for the bombs to drop. Civil Defense Film, produced in cooperation with the Federal Civil Defense Administration and in consultation with the Safety Commission of the National Education Association. Produced by Archer Productions, Incorporated. Hey, Bert, come on out and meet all these nice people, please. All right, we really can't blame you. You see, Bert is a very, very careful fellow. When there's danger, this is the way he keeps from being hurt. Sometimes it even saves his life. That's why these children are practicing to duck and cover just as you do in your school. You kids do this growing up. Atomic bomb is very dangerous. Since it may be used we against us, warnings. we must Somebody get ready for it. Just as we are ready for many other dangers that are around us all the time. This is my dad. My dad grew up with this. It can burn whole buildings if someone is careless. But we are ready for duck fire. Cover. We have a fine fire department to put out the fire. And you have fire drills in your school so you know what to do. Automobiles can be dangerous, too. They sometimes cause bad accidents. But we are ready. We have safety rules that car drivers and people who are walking must obey. Now, we must be ready for a new danger, the atomic bomb. First, you have to know what happens when an atomic bomb explodes. You will know when it comes. We hope it never comes, but we must get ready. It looks something like this. There is a bright flash, brighter than the sun, brighter than anything you've ever seen. If you are not ready and did not know what to do, it could hurt you in different ways. It could knock you down hard or throw you against a tree or a wall. It is such a big explosion, it can smash in buildings and knock signboards over and break windows all over town. But if you duck, and cover, like Bert, you will be much safer. You know how bad sunburn can feel. The atomic bomb flash could burn you worse than a terrible sunburn, especially where you're not covered. Now, you and I don't have shells to crawl into like Bert the turtle, so we have to cover up in our own way. First, you duck, and then you cover. And very tightly, you cover the back of your neck and your face. Duck and cover underneath a table or desk or anything else close I never by. did that tightly because it always hurt In my Betty's neck. School, I don't know about you. They're talking about the atomic bomb, too. Betty is asking her teacher, how can we tell when we the atomic bomb may explode? And the teacher is explaining that there are two kinds of Usually attacks. Usually it's kind of like you had your with head warning and without any warning. All the way down. We think that most of the time we will be warned before the bomb explodes. So there will be time for us to get into our homes, schools, or some other safe place. 
our civil defense workers and our men in uniform will do everything they can to warn us before enemy planes can bring a bomb near us. You may be in your schoolyard playing when the signal comes. That signal means to stop whatever you are doing and get to the nearest safe place fast. Always remember... We're up in the south and always remember there's a tornado coming. Let's get out and watch. Anytime, no matter where you may be. You might be out playing at home when the warning comes. Then be sure to get into the house fast where your parents have fixed a safe place for you to go. If you are not close to home when you hear the warning, go to the nearest safe cover. Know where you are to go or ask an older person to help you. You know the places marked with the S sign? There are safe places to go when you hear the alarm. If there is a warning, you will hear it before the bomb explodes. But sometimes, and this is very, very important, sometimes the bomb might explode without any warning. Then the first thing we would know about it would be the flash. And that means duck can cover fast. Where time to wait. When there is a flash, duck and cover and do it fast. Dead. You're probably <laughs> blind after you see that light too. The flash yeah. comes when you are not First the blindness, this second is death. Yeah, then you're the cooked. Yeah. Duck and cover Rotisserie. the wall this way. <laughs> you're taking Remember dark. to keep your face and the back of your neck covered tightly. Try to fall away from windows or doors with glass in them. Then I think my old church, like uh, the, the Catholic school, had that brick pattern. You might be eating your lunch when the So that, that pretty probably duck and cover under the lead lining. Then if the explosion makes anything in the room fall down, it can't fall on you. Getting ready means we will all have to be able to take care of ourselves. The bomb might explode when there are no grown-ups near. Paul and Patty That bomb sounds like a pedophile. They're always ready to take care of themselves. Here they are on their way to school on a the beautiful R. Kelly spring bomb. day. But no matter where they go, well, that would just piss do, on the car. They always yeah, I know. There's to do. so many areas. The atom bomb explodes right then. It's a bomb. Duck and cover. It's a bomb. Paul and Patty know what to do. Paul covered the back of his head so that he wouldn't be burned, and Patty covered herself with the coat she was carrying. With the coat? What? With the what? And cover. <laughs> they acted right away when the flash came. That's what I heard. I'm sorry. If they had been at this doorway when the bomb flashed, Paul and Patty would have ducked and covered this way, like this girl. Heavy doorways are a good place to duck and cover. She will be safer, too. Here's Tony going to his Cub Scout meeting. Tony knows the bomb can explode any time of the year, day or night. He is ready for it. Duck and cover. Atta boy, Tony. That flash means act fast. Tony knows that it helps to get to any kind of cover. This wall was close by, so that's where he ducked and covered. Tony knew what to do. Notice how he keeps from moving or from getting up and running? He stays down until he is sure the danger is over. The man danger, helping Tony danger, is danger. a civil defense worker. His job is but at to this help point, Tony lost his wallet. Danger of the atomic bomb. Stranger danger. We must obey Stranger danger. Okay, he didn't we go must know okay. how to duck and cover in the school bus. Or in any other bus or streetcar. Duck and cover. Don't wait. Duck away from the windows fast. Nah, they're screwed if they're in a school bus. That thing would get flipped over so hard. 
Yeah. And there's no seatbelts. There's no seatbelts. They must be ready every day, all the time, to do the right thing if the atomic bomb explodes. You're not like duck and cover. Wait. This family knows what to do. Your own family. Wait. Okay. Wait. This is like the the oxygen that comes down when the plane's about to crash. The plane's going to crash. The oxygen, is, the oxygen coming down ain't going to save you. Where your clothes do not this is what this, this, this well, is. Yeah, this what this is like, oxygen make the flames like explosion larger? Yes, this is like pacifying the, the cattle. It's like, don't worry. Duck and cover. You'll be okay. It's like, no, it doesn't matter. Grab the oxygen mask. You'll be okay when the plane crashes. Your clothing will block the alpha radiation. It won't block the gamma radiation. Just duck and cover. Go behind the the shock over there. You'll be fine. If you do not know just what to do, ask your teacher when this film is over. Discuss what you could do in different places if a bomb explodes. Ducking cover! There might not be any grown-ups around when the bomb explodes. Then you're on your own. Oh, Remember what to do. You're on your own. Now tell me right out loud. That was the only part that was true. When you see the flash? Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it looks as though it's a turtle. How many licks does it take to get to the bottom of fucking Tootsie Roll? That's he doesn't the know. Owl. That was Mr. Owl. To, no, no, but the, he was in there somewhere. He had to do with the owl. It was him and the owl. It wasn't just the owl. He was a part of it. I know he was a part of it. I like actually. You know, I got one of those old civil defense helmets from the fifties. If it wasn't a part of it, I'm claiming my Mandela effect. If you, if I was wrong with that Mandela effect, I'm just saying. Oh, it's Mandela effect. If no, I'm gonna do wrong, like, if I'm ever no, dude. If I'm ever fucking wrong with anything, if I ever oh no, it's a fucking Mandela effect. No, if I'm wrong, you'd be like, dude, you're wrong. I'm like, nah, it's fucking Mandela effect. No, no, no. My reality is wrong. It's reality. I have my so own reality. Old folks homes, you got, sorry, but you got dementia or you've got Alzheimer's. No, no, it's Mandela effects. You're wrong. No, You're the no. one that's wrong. You're from a different gateway reality. Process. Dude, gateway just, process. Just, just look it up. Just, just look it up. I create my own reality, bro. No, I create my own reality. So. You guys are gaggling like a bunch of yentas, dude. In my You're brain. all NPCs. Everybody's NPCs. Sorry, everybody. It's my reality. Everybody else NPCs. <laughs> oh, shit. Does anybody got anything else they want to add to time travel? No, we. I think we circled around with that one. Well, um, this might not really be time travel related. I don't. Something that I am not entirely sure if this was just a dream or something that actually happened to me as a child. I remember this must have been this must have been like two thousand sometime between two thousand and six and two thousand and nine, I believe. I cannot specifically pin that down. But I remember I was out at a park with a friend and we were playing Frisbee golf uh, at a public park and I remember for some reason both of us felt compelled to look up into the sky and we saw nothing, but then all of a sudden we heard a huge explosion and I never felt anything, but I remember I couldn't fall. I, I couldn't move and we both fell to the ground. And then when, um, and then I couldn't move. I felt like for hours and then we both got up and, um, nothing had changed. There was no one like moving around, talk like there was like no one freaking out. So I was really weirded out. And I, 
don't I generally can't remember if that was a, just a hallucin like something I just made up in my little child mind or something that actually happened to me. And it's something I've thought about for quite a while. And I'm just wondering maybe if, was that some sort of like weird fucking break in time or if that was just some bullshit there. Or was it a false memory that the television told you you're having? Right. This was something I had before I even really had TV. Like, cause we had, uh, when I was a kid, we didn't, uh, we didn't have TV. We had a TV and a VHS that we were allowed to watch like 30 minutes a day. So. Wow. Oh, that's pretty strict, bro. Yeah. I, and I wish I could go back to that. I was a lot happier uh, when you spend all day on your electronics, whether you're just, cause I drive for a living. So when you have your podcast on all day and then you come home and you sit on your phone and then you go to the gym and you listen to music and you're literally never like, I'm practically never disconnected from my phone anymore. And it makes me feel terrible. Cause I'm, it's just, yep. and that's how so many other ways to it. And it's hard to ditch. Like it's hard to ditch when you've been doing something for so long. It's hard to just go back to what you were doing before. That is very so true. I, so I think we're at the end of our show. Uh, Nighthawk121, where can our viewers find you on social media? Uh, I just have, I just use Discord. Okay. Uh, DJ Coffin Sneeze, where can our viewers find you on social media? Uh, I guess Twitter. Um, everybody should go to Winning TV. That's where I actually have a show with Phil and with Victor and with Hitting Hand, we go across all the stuff I've been talking about tonight in much greater detail. Um, and I'm so glad that you guys have me back on tonight. And I hope we uh, have another reunion and everybody gets to talk about the crazy stuff that's going on. And that's what we well, do. Does, we talk about all the crazy stuff. That's that's what we about, do. Oh, I almost forgot. We were supposed to make predictions for next year. Who? who wants oh, to go shit. Here? We almost forgot about this. Predictions? I don't have anything yeah. planned. <laughs> no, what, what happening? Wow. What, what large? Uh, what large happening do you think might happen next year? I I personally think that Joe Biden is going to be either um, killed, um, or just replaced by Kamala Harris. Oh God! And I think that's where we're going to see a lot more um, more strict stuff happening, possibly. Um, more strict lockdowns possibly because like with California, New York, we have all those places where you have to have COVID passes. I think that with um, Biden leaving or even when Biden's still in office, we are going to see a statewide, um, possibly statewide implementation of a COVID pass where you will not be able to do anything in public without a pass um, that has been implemented by the government. It is what it is. Because like saying something about Kamala Harris, like looking to, uh, get help from Hillary Clinton to help her become more popular, but I don't think that's going to happen. She literally did, that. and it sounds like Hillary. Oh, it sounds like Hillary Clinton's like chomping at the bit to get in power. Like she wants to, n- another chance to run again. Oh, she's For real people pulling on the strings behind the scenes. I mean, like when you look at like all the relations they have, like in up in Washington, where like literally everyone is related to each other one way or another. Like um, Susan Wojcicki, I think, isn't her husband like? Um, her husband is like the brother. Somehow, somehow she's related to the person who does like Ancestry.com. 
like and you'll look at like everyone who's high in positions of power and you'll notice they're all related they're all in relationships or they all have some sort of connection she was related to the ones that did 23 and me because i thought uh, ancestry.com was like tied to the the mormons from what i recall it was 23 and me as well but still it's the same thing it's the same people they're yeah. they're all collecting it to the same it's all funneling to the same pinnacle right right it's all going to the same top of the pyramid and the eyes looking at everybody just makes my hands go rubby 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 rub yes there's some moisturizer on there so i was i was seeing a thing about where they were talking about they're trying to like prevent people from owning generators in california <laughs> No. And there's talk that, oh, they think they're going to do massive blackouts next year. And there's if you a... follow the, the Blade Runner series in the the canon, they say there's a large blackout in 2022 and a lot of uh, hard drives have information wiped out. Mm. Well, so that's something... What would do that? It... Wait, guys. What would do that? A solar flash? A cosmic, uh, gigantic freaking cloud of like a nebula hitting us? Those things will do that to us. And if you think about it, guys, think about it. Over the past 20 years, they weren't sure when it was going to happen. The first time they tried, it was 2000. Then they were like, okay, 2012. Now they're trying. Then they tried 2020. Now they're trying 2020. Well, 2021 was a shit show. Now they're trying 2022 as like the year that it's, oh, here it comes. There's some asteroid coming or it came already. Obviously, but they're, I think 2029 happening. There's something celestial happening that they know it's happening. They know it's not good for our existence. Exactly. It's not good for for Brandy. It's not good for their existence. That's the problem. It's not good for their existence. I mean, all of our, like, if you are living on this planet, it may not be good for your existence, which is why I think we will also see. A lot more of these motherfuckers jumping ship. And when I say jumping ship, I mean jumping in another ship that takes them off this fucking planet. The planet this is going yes. to be more and more common with the people that have the means to be able to do it. And by that, I mean financial means and something to offer the powers that be. And yeah. uh, I, I do think that we're going to see that a lot more often and more commonly. And it's you know tesla is building some is it tesla or uber or both are building like some type of vehicles that are capable of leaving this it wouldn't be it's it's spacex that's building the ones that are supposed to go to mars but they're not quite ready yet no but there's a major ass company and i cannot remember who it is and they have started a plant and they are building these personal travel vehicles this is going to happen really fast. And I really thought that we would see like a little bit more like air travel as far as like taking some of the street traffic of regular ass cars up into the air. But I think one of the things that's held a lot of that back is not really having a reliable traffic system, you know? And then what happens when you have shit barreling to the ground because you get an accident or it stops working midair or whatever be the case. Uh, but I think they're going to skip a lot of that and straight up and off. Yeah. Like the issue with like personal travel vehicles that would be aerial like that is the um, problem with fuel, like uh, jetpacks. Like there are jetpacks that work and can go up in the air pretty far, but they're so entirely limited by 
their fuel capacity that it's just not a practical means of travel yet. Same with um like because back in like fifties, um fifties, forties, sixties, I think I don't know when, but uh like they were saying like people would have personal helicopters, personal helicopters that they could take everywhere they wanted. But it's just like things like this, like where you have these big ideas and like just no means of actually doing it. Like with um electric cars, like wow, it's a good thing. It's so environmentally friendly, but then you look into how they're yeah. made. They're made unethic in unethically mm-hmm. they're made with slave labor um and just a whole yep. bunch of other and then the electricity and, like, how they catch them? on fire when you charge all the time. Exactly. And how are they disposed of? What happens to the batteries when the batteries die? They, all of these you throw things, them in the ocean the so batteries? you can charge up the electric eels. Exactly. Exactly. And when these batteries go on fire, they can't put them out. And they literally take bulldozers and push them off into the dirt because they don't want the asphalt to melt when the battery burns all the way to the freaking ground. It's it's not a, a solution. This is not a solution. It's another problem. And when those batteries burn, how much shit is getting like cooked off into the freaking into the air? It's like the black smoke that's coming out of these batteries. They're like, oh, we're saving the fucking environment. Well, guess what? When every single time one of your electric cars and these batteries burn up, what are you doing? And then, like, yep. also, like, with, like, um, pollution and all that jazz. Yeah. Air pollution, yes, it's a bad thing. You look at, like, light pollution, all that crap, and, like, China, America, like, especially, like, California, you see that's all bad. But then, overall, you will see, like, um... But Earth right now has more trees than ever before in history. Yeah. Well, I'd or, like to see him do a study. I'd like to see him do I, a study with every electric car that burns. How much carcinogens get put into our atmosphere from one electric car burning compared to every single fucking diesel car? Not even not even gasoline, petrol, but diesel car. How much? How much do they put in the atmosphere compared to one of their freaking battery cars that burn up on the side of the road? Because I think we're in the green and they're in the red with that. Because oh, I forgot another you... prediction. So so lately, uh, Trump's been really pushing the vaccines, and Biden's giving them credit. And and we thinking yeah. the they're going to do a political judo move, and they're gonna, I think they're going to blame all the vaccine deaths on Trump. Yeah, they're gonna fucking. And he... <laughs> they're gonna blame it on the unvaccinated too. The people yeah. that didn't believe in this shit. The people oh, that said on. this is fucking people up. That's who's gonna hold get on, the fucking on. blame. Hold on. Go back to it. Because Trump is Biden's giving Trump credit for pushing the vaccines, which yes, the the whole operation works. He's, he's getting in, the credit for it. I don't know if they're cahoots, but I think they're about to like do a political mover where they're going to backstab Trump on that. So like, give him all the credit for the vaccine rollout and then blame all the deaths, all the side effects on the vaccines on Trump. Personally, I don't think it's probably... Trump. I think it's an evil thing with Trump. I don't think he's trying to be malicious. I think it's just an evil. He doesn't want to admit he's wrong. Thank you. Like... Because like I've known him for a long time, he doesn't like being with this vaccine. You know Trump for a long time. I haven't known. Did you just say you've known Trump for a long time? No. Oh. I don't know. Maybe my phone's cutting out. No, it's not 
to say that uh, I've known about Trump and like he's a very egotistical person. He he's very ego driven. Like like very it could be just just like because like because the powers that be let him in for a reason. Yes. Let him win. Yes. Hold on. I agree. That's Hold on. Yeah, but, I'm with you 100%. Not, not how come I'm with you 100%? Because I can't argue with that. How can anybody argue with what you're saying right now? It, it's like the presidents get put into power. We, It's like we are under the illusion we vote for these people. Even our votes, like in the reality of it all, it's the super delegates that choose the president. It ain't us. It's a so super you guys think, uh, you think this like, next year will be uh, the year that Russia launches the nukes, China invades Taiwan, yeah. North Korea, yeah. bum rush to South Korea. You think it'll all go down at once? No, no, aren't they saying that Russia is supposed to invade the Ukraine in January? Yeah, so the, the rumor is like they were supposed to kick it off it was- right after the Olympics ends. That's what I was hearing. Oh. I heard rumors it was right before Christmas. It was Christmas Eve they were supposed to do it. But January. But, and then there's something I cannot remember my focal point of it, but there's something about like mid January, um, January 13th or something. I it was supposed remember. to be a conference. Well, here's the thing. For me to even mention it now, since I can't remember what it was. Uh, well, one thing, one thing to that. keep in mind. One thing to keep in mind is the uh, the Russian Orthodox calendar is two weeks ahead of us. So, like, yeah, because well, they, they haven't I had didn't their Christmas know. yet. Yeah, they they haven't no. had their Christmas yet. What? No, they got another week. And little change. They don't go by like. Oh no! Yeah, Russian Christmas is in January. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Same thing. They go by year. a totally different calendar. Every day. Are you serious? They don't. They're not on the same date. Well, they for the most part. They celebrate it on a different date. Jesus Christ! Wait, is Ruth? Wait, what? (laughs) What did I miss? Hey, I'll be right back. I think I'm cutting out. Hold on. Well, our show's pretty much over right now. So uh, it's just refreshing. Like, uh, Brandy, where where could uh, our followers find you on social media? Me, uh, you can find me on Twitter at goth underscore gypsy. I think it is, and that's pretty much it. You could try to find me on Facebook, wow. but I'm not going to tell you how. Van <laughs> <laughs> Rollington, where can our viewers find you at? You can find me on a little podcast called It's Almost a Podcast. I have an e-girl co-host. No, that, that's just uh, girls do that shit to try and be cute and quirky, but yeah. you know she's a little she's a little special. I I lack social skill. And uh, this week, uh, the episode that's just released, we had Bill McClintock on, who is a famous mashup artist. Uh, you know he's a pretty cool guy. Like fuck you, dude. <laughs> and you know, of course, you can always find me here along with the Windigo, who's not here. Hey, show I like Gabagool too. I'm just like you, fellow Italians. Yeah, where's Wendigo today? So Wendigo's computer broke, and he can't even record with us anymore until he either gets a new one or figures out how to fix his computer. Uh, I do everything on my phone. Like, do they just die on him? Like, won't turn on or anything? 
I, I don't know all the, the things because uh, I asked him some stuff about it, but he doesn't seem too tech, too tech savvy. So I was just wondering if he just had dirt clogged up something. I don't know. Uh, well, usually I with, um, with, I don't know like the exact details, but a lot of the time with the computer failing, um, like if it's not booting up at all, it would probably be his power supply. If he's got a cheap power supply in there. I'd say this sounds pretty kosher, but like, you always got to run through the, the common questions. Is it plugged in? Did you press the power button? Because all of us sometimes we forget to, you know. Oh yeah, like we, were, vac- we were vacuuming and we had to unplug the thing to move the table. And we forgot we didn't plug it back in. It happens. Yeah, it does happen. I don't know anything about computers, but I do do everything on my phone, so it is possible to operate without a computer. I've been doing it for like a decade. Nice. Well, I'm I'm currently using a laptop right now until I get my next place. Nice. I want a laptop. I I, my laptop is just a big ass paperweight because (laughs) it's old. It's running like this day. Yeah. Oh my god. I I only use it when I travel. Install Gen 2. Wait, install Gen 2. Go ahead. Can you just call me to install something? Said that. Hey, I'm a girl. I don't install things. No, I mean, try try another operating system because you could put Linux on it and it'll actually work as a computer again, even old computers. Does that mean like put it in a different outlet? Like, I don't no, know no, no. Right. Okay, then, then I'm not even going to continue. Get in the living room instead and see if it works. Oh, that, that reminds me of that reminds me of Cortana like uh, making the news because she told a little girl to put a penny in a live socket in the wall. Oh god! Oh jeez! Oh god! Bay, you got me on that. I totally missed it. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't that, Well, hopefully, yeah. I remember to uh, add a link to our podcast on on the server the discord server what is it called the channel i'm not sure the thing yeah, well, yeah you got your own sound channel you can put all your audio drops oh, yeah out. so you i can throw all yet. the all the nice stuff that i have on there wait bay shut it down <laughs> shut it all down i don't know if fireback's gonna make him come back but he was in our discord the other day and he was one of the original hosts of the show so we'll see what 2022 brings us <laughs> going to be a year of craziness, I'll tell you that. Yeah, right. We didn't do the predictions? Um, we didn't do predictions, did we? Oh, we started to. Did you have, do you have another prediction? I don't know. Food shortages for, I'm, I'm guessing food shortages of some sort, because I work um, in a restaurant, I work at a restaurant, I deliver food. Um, we, for the longest time this year, we struggled with getting chicken. And I think that next year, we are possibly going to see more shortages of this or just general unable to be able to get it because chicken food in general has risen so high in price we'll just see insane inflation on it okay so some of that was because of tyson's chicken not letting yeah, truck drivers drop off good. loads because they weren't yeah. vaccinated so they had a bunch of frozen chicken on their rigs but they couldn't drop it off no like that i know that was the reason but like i'm saying next year that's what's going to happen it's going to be yeah. more crap the great chicken shortage yeah. and it well, if you follow the show, we've been we've been calling out the food shortages for quite a long time. That we're seeing oh, yeah. the next man-made catastrophe. I actually, I actually uh-huh. delivered to this one lady, and she was really she was like, "Hey, why can't I um get such large orders of chicken like I used to?" And I was like, "Oh, it's because we're having some shortages right now." And then we got like sucked into a, like a five minute conversation talking about food shortages and how um, farmers are being told to burn their crops. Holy shit! Is not my phone. Yep. 
Right. Yep. The burning of the crops. I'm, yep. I'm going to combine all your predictions together and say there's going to be mass riots uh, against Trump and the lack of chicken in urban areas. What? Oh, right. there you go. Oh, no. There you go. Well, is that the end of the show? Should we call it? Yeah, I think we'll call it now. Yes, call it. All right. Time to go night night, nigga. <laughs>